Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Emerson Beery, and I am happy to be joined by Justin Bruni today. It is week one. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great. Doing great. Football is back. Happy week one. Just been relishing in all of the uh, football action, taking all the good with the bad. Ready to dive into some uh, waiver wire discussion here. Yes, we will be doing waiver wire editions normally every Monday throughout the season, but we are doing Sunday because of my schedule this week. So we are tackling the very early waiver wire for those of you doing research tonight into Monday morning, like if you're me doing those early waiver wire picks. Justin, normally I'm leading you know, the way here a little bit here. Do you want to dive into though, the first question from one of our listeners before, uh, while we get started here? Yeah, so we're going to be rolling through our mailbag of questions uh, from users who follow us on Twitter, uh, Reddit, Facebook, all the social media. So if you ever have some questions for us, be sure to jump into our Discord, follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Uh, Emerson and I are just going to dig into the bag here, just you know, randomly pick out some questions based on waiver wire inquiries. I'm going to start with uh, Cousin Eddie from Twitter, also better known as X. Deion Jackson was awful. Lost my matchup because of his fumbles. Feels feels like the Colts might sign a free agent. Good to dump him. Question mark. What are your thoughts, Emerson? Diving into Deion Jackson, yes. I do believe he is droppable. Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt are just waiting in the wings to Mm. dive bomb somebody's waiver wire pickup this week. However, Zach Moss will be returning shortly. With, With Deion Jackson performing poorly, I expect Zach Moss to be the probably the lead back until Jonathan Taylor returns. And I think Jonathan Taylor, I, I think he actually does. I'm feeling, you know, just the tea leaves. This is just me speaking. Just the vibe that I'm getting out of there is that Jonathan Taylor, I think, will return shortly after week four. I don't think there's value to be had in holding out this season. I don't think it's going to gain him a lot of money on the market. I think. He's best just to make the money that he's going to make this year and then further renegotiate his contract next year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can echo that sentiment. I'm good to drop Deion Jackson, especially if it's you know like a 12-team league. Maybe in a deeper format, you just like the fact that he had some volume. You know, So maybe in like some 14-team leagues, I may not be dropping him just because I may just want to have someone I know is going to have some value. He's going to have some volume until other until something you know, else happens until we get a domino that falls, whether it is a free agent, whether it's Zach Moss production week two, whatever it is, I'm still okay to hold on to him. But if there's, you know, like 
on my waiver wires, plenty of very friendly names with solid week one production that you're looking to, you know, flirt with a little bit. Uh, I'm definitely okay with it. I, there's definitely some names that I saw out there that were more impressive than Deion Jackson. That's for certain. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some of those. It'll be interesting whether Jonathan Taylor comes back. I certainly, I only have one that team and it's just one that I was particularly aggressive with and it was a dynasty team. It was for a player profiler with a lot of those guys and everybody who was going for an early rebuild. So I tried to get a little cute with it and I took Jonathan Taylor. I think it was, you know, ahead of T Higgins. He was like the other guy I was really considering. And normally I would go with the wide receiver at that time, but I was thinking like, I'm going to go for it this year because everyone else has fallen back. and That has not paid off so far. Not yet. Before we, not yet, at least. Before we dive into our next question, though, I just want to give one more shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Football is back in full swing with official betting's partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Two-week action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. We are also brought to you by Game Time. You know, I am personally buying tickets to a lot of different sporting events throughout the year. And, you know, just thinking about the Chiefs and Denver Broncos tickets that I will be buying, I there's no better place to go to than Game Time. It is so easy and fast. I It is so much better than going to some of the bigger name sport uh Ticket places that just steal your money, it seems like. In the end, buying tickets to your favorite place, like I said, shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. I am already looking at my Chiefs-Broncos game tickets. Like I said already, I am ready for my Chiefs to take on the Broncos and beat them in their own stadium like they do every single year. You know, Some of the other things that you can see on the Game Time app is flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and images of seat views. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Diving back into it, just want to shout out our buddy John, your buddy, your your big buddy John Reed. He is back again. Thank you for joining us on the live stream, my friend. All right, looking at these questions here, I, I this is my favorite one, and it's the one that right up at the top. AJ from SGP and Fantasy Football Discord asks, "I lost J.K. Dobbins, and both Gus Edwards mm. and Justice Hill are available on waivers. Should I target mm. one of them? If so, then who?" Kyron Williams and Chuba Hubbard are also available. I'll kick it over to you, Bruni. What are your thoughts on this question mm. from AJ? First off, sucks. Rooting for Dobbins, not someone that I drafted a ton of in uh, in best ball this summer, but someone that I was definitely rooting for um, in that revamped you know Baltimore Ravens offense. Not so sure it's that much revamped, but that's a topic for another day. For this discussion, if you're lo- just lost J.K. Dobbins, my suspicion is that you probably just lost your second or third running back drafted. So not necessarily hitting the panic button just yet. You probably have another running back or two ahead of him. So I don't want to overestimate the situation here. I mean, I know Justice Hill did have two rushing touchdowns, but he really didn't do much per carry. Gus Edwards has kind of been that guy. He's someone that I have drafted a lot of 
not because I was expecting an injury for Dobbins, but just because of the value that you were getting uh, from him all offseason, whether you were drafting in June or you were drafting last month. Gus Edwards was constantly going at a discount. But I also like what I saw out of Chubba Hubbard. He was another player that I was on throughout the offseason, you know, being undervalued. Kyrene Williams, definitely not on my radar. I don't know about you, but not someone that I drafted whatsoever, not a lick of in best ball or redraft or dynasty. Uh, I guess the way I would prioritize these guys is probably Gus Edwards, Kyrene, Chubba, Justice Hill. I mean, are you banging the, the drum for Justice Hill after week one here? I'm actually not. I uh, I think he should certainly should be added. I would spend upwards of, I would say, if I was had a $100 budget I'm basing this off of, I would send, spend somewhere, I would spend like a $7 bid. I would not go over 10%, I think, because if you look at mm. it, I believe he had six, six rushers for six yards. Gus Edwards was actually the more effective back, although they split the work. Gus Edwards just didn't get the touchdown. It, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be Gus, but I wouldn't go overboard and just assume mm. it's going to be Justice Hill. Also, you do have Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt sitting in the background. Like I said, one of those players very well could be on the Baltimore Ravens very shortly. Um, it is very sad about J.K. Dobbins, though. I just, man, the guy cannot catch a break. It's just very sad because he was trying to negotiate for a bigger this contract. Many that's likely not going to come. Um, you know, we, this is, I actually, in my home you know i would call it my home league i guess you could call it with some of my best friends you know that's uh that's where i lost jk dobbins i took him in the fifth round i had gone uh started early wide receiver so i'm a little bit disappointed but that's also the league where i can get some extra value because it's my friends that i'm playing with instead of these analyst leagues or something like that where no value ever falls so not in too I like rough how you shape. just subtly called your friends bums. I like that. That was that was good. That was that was great. Uh, you know, some you know, it's hard to get them to you know. They'll they'll be half of them fall off by week twelve. They're not setting their lineup, so it, it, it's easy pickings, you might say. Going over to Brian from Twitter, is it worth targeting Calvin Austin the third or Allen Robinson replacing Deontay John Deontay Johnson in a sixteen team league? If not, who is the best option? Well, that's a tough that's a tough question as far as the best option in a 16 team league, but uh I guess I would say no still, but I guess if those guys are available in a 16 team league then I think, you know, if those are the best options or if those are the guys had the most production, I guess you could consider it. Um I I guess I would just wait and see on the Deontay Johnson situation. I would wait for more information to come in see if there is a significant injury. I haven't seen any uh, recent updates on the scenario. I feel like that's a, a Monday situation. I feel like that's a wait-and-see type of situation. Um, between the two, I guess Calvin Austin still. You know, j- just ba- Not based off of what I saw, but just based off of uh, the talent. I know Allen Robinson, we've seen a lot from him in the past, but you know, as of late, been just kind of a you know, speck on the radar, we'll say. And uh, I feel like both players, both of their production came from just garbage time. Like this team was playing from behind big time in this matchup up against San Francisco. They were never really in it. You know, you you could even say that, you know, Pickens wasn't getting production down the stretch because of how uh, far out of it they were. But if it's really that narrow, uh, I guess I would give the edge to Calvin Austin. It looks like I do have Emerson back here. Emerson. Oh man, goodness gracious, man! All right, that's the last. This is the last podcast I'm going to deal with this internet problems. Like I I'm said, trying to keep God. us afloat here, pal. You know, I appreciate it. Like I said, just go. If, I, if I'm frozen, just go. It's it's me for sure. If, if don't even question it. It's my it's my side. So just go. Um, I could hear you, but are we did we did we get to John Reed's but question in the chat about Roshan Johnson? I did not. Let's see here. Roshan Johnson is going to make the Bears' backfield hard to call. Could he take over number one for them? Yeah, of course. We've talked about this before uh, with me and Emerson. Andrew and I have talked about this. I mean, Khalil Herbert didn't look amazing today, but the Bears overall didn't look amazing. I expect better days. But you also saw that Khalil Herbert was a you know pretty pretty large focal point of the offense. You know, until they got you know down from behind quite a bit. So I still like him a lot there. I feel like it's going to be tough for any one of these guys to just have a clear-cut bell cow role for the Bears, um, for the Bears, you know, rushing attack. I could see a situation where Roshan is carving out ten to twelve touches, but 
full-blown RB1, I, I doubt it with just what they have there. They were using Foreman as well, even passing to Foreman out of the backfield. They were trying to do a lot of different things. Yeah, you're lucky this isn't going to be a podcast featuring the talk on Justin Fields' quarterback play, but Roshan Johnson, I I do think, you know, this is a full-on blown committee backfield, and, you know, Khalil Herbert, I do think it will be the lead of it, and, you know, the only uh, starter for the foreseeable future, but like I said, hopefully that is the last of the internet issues I'll be connecting up to my, and Wi-Fi, like I said, very shortly. Up on the next question that I have up here. That is Tyler from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord. All of my tight ends are bad. Dalton Schultz, Gerald Everett, Pat Frymuth. Should I pick up Hayden Hurst? If so, which tight end should I drop him for? I'll I'll lead off here. I would be dropping... That's really tough. I'd probably drop Gerald Everett. I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. I just didn't see the Chargers offense click once again. We thought Justin Herbert would be throwing the ball more downfield this game. It, it started to happen towards the end of the game there. They started to get in a little bit more of a shootout, but for most of the game, it was still kind of dink and dunking a little bit. Gerald Everett, I'm just not sure how much upside he has. If this offense isn't going to be prolific offense that we anticipate it's going to be. So I would be dropping Gerald Everett for Hayden Hurst and Hayden Hurst is definitely a priority waiver wire ad. I think he is going to be leaned on heavily by Bryce Young. What are your thoughts? I'm I'm okay with that. I was going to ask you who would you prefer between Hayden Hurst or Hunter Henry. I would still prefer Hayden Hurst just because I like Bryce Young more than Mac Jones. Mac Jones did rally a bit in that game, but he was still started off pretty bad. And had he actually been playing well from the start, they could have actually you know put a nail in it or even finished you know strong. But he's someone that I'm just not on for this year. I see the Patriots starting off like you know zero and five, maybe zero and six. So I would prefer. Hurst in that scenario, but I know that Henry's another waiver wire favorite right now. Hey, uh, Hunter Henry is certainly somebody I'd be targeting as well because I this was the camp rumblings. I know Mike Jacecki was the hot ad and he was ahead of Hunter Henry for a long time, but mm-hmm. recent camp reports suggested otherwise that it was Hunter Henry, the one that was established connection with Mac Jones. It was Hunter Henry who was going to be the starting tight end in this offense. So I think that is a smart pickup as well. I, I think those are probably the two likely priority tight end waiver wire ads this week. Isaiah likely can mm-hmm. probably re- be returned to waiver wires, and so can Noah Gray, I think, as well. J- going over to Jamie, I was wondering where you were, Jamie. Every time you're not here to start off the show, I'm always like, where's Jamie at? <laughs> waiver wire show, Roshan, only 31% owned. Pick him up now before it's too late. Averaged four yards a carry to Herbert's three yards, and he was the leading wide receiver with six catches, not to mention his touchdown. Of course, Jamie, that's why, why, why little, would we expect A little, little bit of garbage time baked into that, though. They, they, he collected some production at the end of the game when, when things were well out of hand. But again, we were just talking about him, Jamie. We're all about the it. targets. We, uh, we just don't believe that there's really going to be any one priority running back in that backfield. So Roshan should definitely be targeted, though, if you had the roster spot. I, I don't think you... You know, if if you, all your running backs you know performed well, you know, and you you know got your guys already, you know, just don't be too thirsty. Don't be too desperate. Don't be too thirsty. I like that one. <laughs> all right, going over to Sarah from Twitter or X or X is that what we're calling now? T- Twitter X, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, I I still call it Twitter, but maybe um you know. That's uh, I guess we need me. to start switching. I don't know. If, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, I guess it is officially X now. I don't know why you get rid of a of a established brand already, but you know, just dissecting Elon Musk's crazy business plan is a podcast for another day. I want to drop Kenny Pickett and pick up Baker Mayfield. Do you believe Baker is a reliable starter going forward? Mm. As reliable as Kenny Pickett would have been, I mean, I, between the two, like, the rest between the two, the rest of the season, who would you rather have? I think I Kenny would Pickett. take Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yes, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be this bad. I did not think he was going to play great this game. I thought it'd be better. I do think that. I I was a little bit disappointed. I, Deontay Johnson is out with yeah. an injury now. Who longs with a hamstring injury? But I do think better days are ahead for this offense. This was a very tough matchup against one of the if not the best defense in the NFL. That was always going to be difficult. The offense was a mess. Give it another couple of weeks. I have Kenny Pickett as a 
strong quarterback two this year. You know, if you were super flex league, I think he's a good option in your second quarterback. I think better days are ahead for Kenny Pickett. There's a lot to work with in this offense. The offensive line is much improved compared to last year, at least the interior, the tackles got yeah. a little bit beat up uh, this today, but they're not going to be going up against uh, that front every single game. So, you know, kicking over to you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think I agree with you. I mean, Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah, that should be the answer season long. But I just pulled up Baker's schedule. You know who looked really bad this week was uh, the Chicago Bears defense. You know who Baker Mayfield gets to play next week? Chicago Bears defense. Ouch. Uh, Baker could be a nice streaming option in week two. I mean, the Bears defense looked atrocious, making Jordan Love look like a superhero. I mean, there could be something there. If you need if you need a dart throw, if you're super desperate, Baker Mayfield week two, there could be something there. Uh, I, it's not a uh, it's not a strong conviction that I have <laughs> for this take. You know, I wouldn't lean uh, too much of your fob on this, but I think there's something there. You know, it's I cannot. It's Baker Mayfield's upside is so limited. He like he played a tough game today. He played within his means, but that is not a fantasy quarterback. I don't think. I think Kenny Pickett has the upside. I think he has some a little bit of rushing ability as well. I think, yeah. like I said, I'm more of a risky t- taker. I know we know what we're going to get from Baker Mayfield. I feel like mm-hmm. he's not going to be more than a low end quarterback too likely. Even and you're just hoping that he can provide enough quarterback play for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And you know, like I said. I've already talked uh, to nausea about my disappointment in Rashad White today. It's once again a podcast for another show, but hopefully he gets Rashad White a little bit more involved as well. Before we just dive into another half, we'll just be a half hour straight after this of ad breaks, but we're going to give one more shout out to our sponsors. One of them is Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in, into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks are half value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your month first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We are also brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside with your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players select whether they'll go higher or lower or on one of their stats. Then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. This, you know, some of my favorites, this, you know, I love betting the unders on these big players. I love betting the unders on the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Stefan Diggs. Those kind of lines are the classic ones that the more novice players like to bet the overs on, and then you can find extreme value. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. 
And if you wouldn't mind, if you are one of our listeners on YouTube, John, Jamie, if you wouldn't mind clicking that like subscribe button, it means so much to us. We would really appreciate it. Diving into the rest of these waiver wire questions. Sean from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asks, how much fab should I spend on Puga Nakua? Starting with, he has a $100 fab budget. 8 to 10%. 8 to 10%. That's... That seems about right. He's one of those more players. I like to bet, I, you know, so I've heard a whole podcast or at least a whole topic recently about like waiver wire, like, you know, what they, what they spend. And I think, you know, he was suggesting spending like, you know, in sixes, like, you know, 26, 16, things like that. That's a little high for me if I don't, if I don't want to go up there. So like 26%, so, holy shit. Well, you know, like just no, just, he was talking about, I'm just talking, if you were spending as opposed to like 22%. So he would suggest maybe spending maybe upwards of 16% or maybe six or something like a number like that. But I, I always go two over, you know, if I think a player's worth five bucks I, and I want them, I'll go like $7 just to beat the $5 sure. at beat the $6 one. And then, you know, a couple of players you might be meeting at the $7 one. He's one of those guys. I wouldn't want to go 12. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go somewhere around the seven, so seven dollars on a hundred dollar budget. Uh, I know he was the lead wide receiver today. However, this this could be a really bad Rams offense. Still, you know the offensive line is not very good. Cooper Cup is won't be there. Cam Akers is being phased mm-hmm. out quicker than we even anticipated. So um, this this offense is not someone I project to be a high like grade unit. Still, so. He's not a priority ad for me. And also wide receivers, I think, you know, especially wide receiver in a bad offense like that, you can find you can find them anywhere. You can pick them up off the waiver wire every week throughout the season. So, you know, I like to save my waiver wire, my budget for the running backs. You know, we're gonna see mm-hmm. a lot of running backs get injured. I like to save right. my money for or if a super flex league, your quarterback or somebody like that, a, a waiver wire tight end that when I need that. So, so, you know, wide receiver is the most saturated position in fantasy football. So, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? You know, maybe like spending running back versus wide receivers. Has that have an effect on you? No, it's, it's just always about the situation and my situation. You know, you, you could be looking at Puka Nakua and you may have Cooper Cup now in your IR spot. You may have, you know, Jonathan Taylor missing from your lineup. You may have um, Deontay Johnson now out, you know, we just discussed his injury. You may just be missing players now because of injuries or, um, just, you know, your poor calculation of your off season takes or your off season beliefs in some players. Tell you what, CD lamb's not looking too great right now. He's only got two catches a day. Not someone that you're going to be taken out of your lineup, but you, if you drafted him and Cooper cup top of your draft, not looking too good. So sometimes you have to, you know, spend a little bit more, you know, if you want to get a little bit more aggressive and also make sure that you're you know, league mates aren't leveling up as well. I say eight to 10% on Puka really just based off of what I saw, not necessarily just like, you know, oh, hey, here's what you need to spend on a week one wide receiver with your fob. I just like the fact that he showed up, you know, he clearly has a connection with Stafford and Van Jefferson was nowhere to be seen. I think he only had about three or four catches. It was definitely an underwhelming performance for him. I was questioning of starting Puka with Cooper Cup out, Assuming that he, Tyler Higby, and Van Jefferson would have good games, I was more surprised about Tutu Atwell and that performance. That really came out of nowhere. So just because I also saw him play very well, again, I would probably split hairs there. You know, I would maybe if I have one spot available, I could target both of those guys and throw eight bucks on both and see which would whichever one comes home. And I'll still feel like I'm getting equitable value either way. I would be targeting their teammate. Kyron Williams, if he's on the waiver wire in your fantasy sure. football league, sure. that yeah. is if my you, preferred. If you need one. a running back, yeah, he's somebody I would be willing. I would spend twelve. You know, he'd be somebody I would spend up to words of twelve to seventeen dollars on, depending on my running back situation. If I was super desperate, maybe even twenty percent of my budget. Very, very who, desperate. I would probably who, not. Do who that. would you rather spend that on? I'm curious because I don't know if we have a question. About, um, no, we do have a question about that player. I'll I'll wait for it. Never mind. Okay. Oh, this is kind of funny. Uh, Friday morning, Wood from Reddit asks, uh, how many edibles should I eat before spending fab on Robert Woods? Uh, They really should have shared the milligrams. Uh, I guess a few, I think, is the answer. A few. I think that's, that's a good answer. A few edibles. And you can, I guess, appropriately then add Robert Woods to your team. Bobby Trees. 
Rodney Trees. Hey, I was actually on Robert Woods before the season. What do young wide receivers love? That is wide receivers that are going to be in the exact spot that their coaches tell them that they're going to be. That is the veteran wide receiver, Robert Woods, very experienced. Yes. You know, when the coaches draw up the play, how it's supposed to go, Robert Woods is going to be in that right spot. And, you know, for a young quarterback like CJ Stroud, that is perfect. I expect, I expected, I thought Robert Woods was going to be the wide receiver one in this offense. It's not surprising to me. I was pleasantly surprised by Nico Collins. I think that's, uh, you know, he's another guy. If he's on the waiver wide in your league, you know, depending on your situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've spent another, he's another guy I'd spend seven bucks on, you know, just a little over five bucks to try to get him. Um, you know, once again, I'm not really targeting wide receivers in week one. Normally my wide receivers are pretty filled out already. Mostly the ways I draft, but if you did go running back heavy, you need a wide receiver. Absolutely target these players. Um, Robert Woods though, I think is going to be a low end flex option. A lot of weeks this year. Jamie checking in the chat. I missed out on a $10 bet parlay to win $100 by Higby missing one yard. That's the, that's the tough game with parlays. That's, that's why they make, that's, that's why tough. they like you to do parlays. Parlays are extremely hard to hit and Vegas makes their money on parlays. So, you know, I, I've Indeed. been trying to shift away from the parlays, even though it's very, seems very lucrative to do so. I've been trying to just bet more single bets more than anything lately. Moving down the list here, I'm going to definitely going to try to touch on which question you were looking at here. But up next here is Terry Harmon from Facebook asks, I want to add Jerome Ford, but don't want to waste my waiver right, waiver priority. Is he worth it? Josh Kelly is also available, considering both. I like Josh Kelly more. That was the the player that I wanted to bring up is Josh Kelly looks like someone you may want to spend a little bit more on, and that's just because of how we've seen Kellen Moore deploy deploy a rushing attack with multiple backs in Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. You know, you saw both Eckler and Kelly take at least sixteen carries today, and as you said, like the the passing offense wasn't as impressive. It really was the rushing offense that, that carried them and kept them in this game. So I'm I'm okay with it. I would probably put that priority on Kelly over Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. You know, you're sharp. Yeah, he got a lot of carries, but he didn't do a lot with them, you know? So I kind of suspect I'm going to favor Kelly probably, at least for right now. I'm going to lean on the guy who's playing with the running back who probably can't handle a lot of carries. I agree. I'm going with Joshua Kelly myself. Um, Now, of course, you know, both off, you know, I slightly prefer the Los Angeles offense to it. I think there's a little bit more upside in you. Austin Eckler has never handled, you know, how many times has he handled over 200 rush attempts? I, I used to know the stat off the top of my head. I don't think it's very often, many times. Either way, not many times in his career. So there's going to be plenty of rush attempts in this offense available for the second player. Joshua Kelly appears to be that man up and had a nice game today. So he is certainly somebody to be checking out. Like I said, I I prefer instead of grabbing that that hot wide receiver from that week. I'd like to stash those second string running backs. You know, that that's what I like to do on my redraft benches. You know, I, I usually like to draft firm wide receivers that I can start every week and just have a plethora of running backs available to me later on. Going over to Sean for Friedman Friedman from SGP and fantasy football discord. I have Rashad Penny and Riandre Swift. Who should I drop? That's a tough one. I, I, you know, I think obviously Rashad Penny, you, 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 you dropped the healthy scratch. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess what DeAndre Swift had a carry and a catch, two touches, something like that. It was, it was bad. That uh, I knew I mean, it. That was kind of, it's kind of a mic drop question. Like, <laughs> it, it's this you, bad. <laughs> you dropped yeah, the yeah. healthy scratch, Jamie. My man loves Kenny Gainwell. It's a victory day, Jamie, for you. Yes. Uh, I drafted a ton of Kenny Gainwell in best ball too, so I'm very happy. Rashad Penny is the answer. I mean, you really hope that DeAndre Swift can do more. I mean, otherwise, he's not going to be far behind Rashad Penny off your roster. No, no, he's not. I think uh, I, I, I have to think better days are maybe ahead for somebody in this offense. I don't think Kenny Gainwell can just be the I, lead. Ah, it's tough. I know DeAndre Swift. I, although I have DeAndre Swift on so many dynasty teams, I've already kind of given up hope. It really actually stings a lot of those teams because I, you know, you know a couple of years ago I spent quite a bit a bit to get him. Um, it was such a weird J- game though, too. Like they they won by five, 
And this is a game where like Ramondre Stevenson wasn't a factor whatsoever. Like this was a weird game. Like I, 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 I believe that Gainwell is the number one, but part of me also believes that he got maybe a fair amount of this production because they just knew that they were going to have the game well in hand, even though at one point it felt like they didn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's very tough. I think I, I, I'd like to. I think to trust their camp reps. You know, Kenny Gainwell is getting the vast majority of camp reps. I yeah, think it's yeah. going to be Kenny Gainwell this year. Um, DeAndre Swift, I do think is going to be more of a factor in the past game than he was today. I'm not sure how what that'll lead to. He needs to get some work, though. I mean, he's too talented to leave on the bench. I just have to. I can't think this is the end for DeAndre Swift. Him just, just dying on the Philadelphia Eagles bench with Kenny Gainwell starting. But, anyways, we'll go over to kick it over to Jay. Actually, Jay, we have a question from Jamie up top here first before we click it over to the Game of Thrones. Jon Snow, um, Emerson, the Chiefs, Rashi Rice, a must add. No. Yeah. Nope. That's an he overreaction. Not play to Kelsey being yet. out. I think you know uh, if he's free. You know if you if you if you're like tired, if you don't like somebody on your bench, and you know you're already done with them. If you have J.K. Dobbins, and you don't, you know, I would not be targeting Rashi Rice particularly this week off a touchdown. You know that's what's driving his production. I think you can probably get him in a few in a few weeks when he starts pit playing a little bit more. Now, I I hope the Chiefs try to kick it over to somebody here because it's a mess in that wide receiver room. But uh, what's your thoughts on Rashi Rice? Yeah, it's it's a pass for me. I mean, if you can get him for free after waivers clear, then I'm I'm good with that. But I wouldn't spend any sort of fob on him or anything like that. It's just an overreaction to Kelsey being out. I completely agree. Over to Jon Snow coming out with his new HBO show at the beginning of January 2023. We're very excited about that. Now that J.K. Dobbins is out, who will be their next running back? We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think it's, you know, Justice Hill got the touchdowns today, and I think he'll be like people will look at the fantasy points scored and assume it's Justice Hill. Gus Edwards was the better running back today. Uh, He was far more productive. Justice Hill slammed against the wall six times in his goal, you know, happened to be the goal line back in those opportunities. But Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it could be Justice Hill, but I think it very, you know, I think it's, more than likely, I still think it's going to be Gus Edwards, but Justice Hill, somebody I'd be willing to spend uh, upwards of seven. You know, we were talking earlier, seven or eight percent mm-hmm. of my fab budget. You have any thoughts to add there? Uh, I think the answer is going to be Kareem Hunt. I think that's what the answer is going to be. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But no, I think it, I think it's probably going to wind up being a free agent. Uh, they may go a week with Gus and, and Justice Hill. And if that's the case, then I'm rolling out Gus. That's who, that's what I like between the two. We had uh, someone in the Puka. chat hyping up Puka. We had talked about Puka a little bit, spending eight to ten percent on him. Who is uh, or what is the next question we have? Tamron forty seven from Reddit asks: Should I be worried about dropping Rashad Bateman? He didn't impress me, and I already had my concerns about him starting him, thinking he would perform better better with Andrews out. Rashad Bateman is a former first-round pick mm-hmm. out of Minnesota. Very impressive collegiate career. Dealt with injuries his first two years in the NFL. Zay Flowers, who's definitely the prime target today. And we did not see the step forward from Lamar Jackson that we were expecting to see with this new offensive coordinator. No. You know, if this – I do, I think better days, of course, are ahead for this offense. But if Lamar Jackson, if it's much of the same, if Lamar Jackson isn't going to take this step forward, this that every fantasy analyst seemed to predict this season as a passer, then I don't think there is room for Rashad Bateman to succeed. You never won't know when to start him because that's what's been in line with Lamar Jackson. His career, he's only produced one top 20 fantasy receiver in his career, and that was Marquise Brown one season. It happened one time. So, you know, Lamar Jackson has not been an upper echelon passer as of yet, and it, we didn't see that this past Sunday either. So, you know, Rashad Bateman, I'm not dropping him yet, but, you know, a couple more weeks, you know, he's somebody, you know, he's on the fringe. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a very clear answer when you're dropping him, you know, on your waiver wire. You know, I don't want to, I get, would you rather have him or Puka right now? Would you still ride it out with Bateman? I'd ride it out with Bateman. 
Ooh. I would write it out, baby. It's tough. I know you That's see that tough. week one, and I know you see that well, week not, one, and you want to change even that, your mind. But, but you, you just know because now Cooper Cup's on the IR. We know that he's out for at least another three weeks. So I think that just makes it a little bit easier if you're in need. Like if if you're thirsty, as I said earlier, I think that may be the answer. Because I don't I don't see Rashad Bateman getting more than six or seven targets on a weekly basis. We just saw Puka Nakua come down with what nine catches. That's true. However, I just I I'm betting on I would want to bet on like I said, I'm taking the home run swing here. I think you can find a lot of Pukas mm-hmm. on the way, but I don't think that's gonna be him every single week either. You know, that's just me betting against that. I don't think he is I don't sure. think he is the bona fide wide receiver one in this offense. I think it's gonna change a lot. Mm-hmm. Tyler Higby's gonna get his and this offense likely won't be very good, but it's close, you know. But I'm holding on to Rashad Bateman for now because I've always liked the talent as a player. He just has not seemed to be able to put it together yet. Going over to one more question from our friend John Snow, who once again coming out in January HBO catch the new brand new Dragon Show. One more, I got Joe Burrow who crapped out today. Should I play him again next week or pick up the sound watching or pick up the set sound watching or Trevor Lawrence on the waiver wire? And which one did I read that wrong? Am I crew? Am I, no, am I on no, edibles right now? No. Is it okay? All right. Just oh, Deshaun Watts. He corrected himself. He corrected himself. He corrected. Sorry, I was. Uh, I always. Uh, I guess. T- I guess I one. take T Law. I mean, Jacksonville looked good. Running game was good. Receivers were good. Trevor Lawrence was good. He threw an interception. It was a tip ball. I'm not going to hold it against him. I'll, I'll go Trevor Lawrence there. I, I can't believe it's Trevor Lawrence on the waiver wire. That's pretty crazy. Um, I would not yeah. drop. Don't drop Joe Burrow. Don't drop. Joe well, don't drop it, him. It, don't. No one said that. <laughs> I think uh, I would be. I would. I'm going to start. I always start my studs. I mean, my goodness, it's Joe Burrow. It, he had a calf injury. He has Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I'm not thinking too hard about this. Trevor Lawrence. Although he is improving, I think he is a very good quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's proved yet he is in that same tier as these guys. I'm starting Joe Burrow a couple more weeks. And, you know, if that if it becomes if he's disappoints again, I would start considering it. But it is Joe Burrow for me. Trevor Lawrence, though, if he's on the waiver wire, you can probably drop somebody to pick him up as security because that's a high. That's you know, that's still a quarterback one. You know, you want to be rostering all those in. Mm-hmm. Uh, single quarterback formats even. So I like Trevor Lawrence and Sean Watson. I, you know, <laughs> if, if you guys don't know who is listening, we uh, have a bet uh, bet to shave our heads. Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson, most fantasy points. I have Deshaun Watson. Sean Watson outscored Jared Goff this week, but he did, I, I, he did, he did. outscore him. But, I, but I'll tell you this, I didn't feel good. I, did, I, I, I didn't feel good I today. was feeling really good for the start for a while there. Uh, my God. And, and then he came out of nowhere with a rushing touchdown. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. But Sean Watson, he's missing some throws. It's not like he's just not I, looking like the same guy. What I'll say is this, is that both of our guys did things well and did things bad. So that's that. That's what I'll say. Even though you are in the lead, I will say that Jared Goff still looked good. He could have had a second one. He he need that second touchdown. You know that's what I mean. Like Deshaun Watson has all this ability. He can almost fall backwards into twenty fantasy points, but still, like it's so him missing these these easy throws, these just bonehead like decisions. We expected there's, it. There's a couple of really, really bad throws. I want to say like the interception was like dead in the chest of the guy or something like that. Like, uh, I, there was, know, I've been there big, was very poor calculated, uh, passing attempts on his part to say the least. You know, I was, I've been adamant about Deshaun Watson this season and it's just very crazy to me that a player of his age, 27 or so, can't seem mm-hmm. to get back to where he was. He was talked about being the 1A, 1B to Patrick Mahomes just a right. couple yeah. of years ago. It was, you know, people were talking about on ESPN, oh, it's if Deshaun Watson was on the Chiefs, look what, he, look what he'd be better than Patrick Mahomes. That was not very right. long time ago. Um, I, you know, for next week, who's... I haven't looked at the next week's schedule yet off the top of my head for for either of those two. Mm. Who is who's the Bengals and Trevor Lawrence playing? I'm gonna look that up really quick unless you know it off the top of your head. 
Uh, let me see. I can because I'm not. I don't know the schedule because I, I. Well, I have. I can tell you that the Browns are playing the Steelers. I know that, but. Um, but no, I, I haven't looked at those players because normally they're not, of course, on the waiver wire. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing next week. The Kansas City Chiefs. Man, you know, I think the Burrow Kansas gets City Baltimore. Chiefs, Burrow gets Baltimore. Man, Baltimore that's really tough. Look, that's really Baltimore tough. Did not Baltimore did not look good. Like their defense was was uh, okay, but like it was Houston, and there was a few times where it's just like, what are we doing here? You know why? Are, why? Why are there? You know why is Baltimore just not absolutely running away with this game? So I don't know. I don't know. That's a toughie. I think I'm going to start Joe Burrow. I know it seems like you want to start against the Kansas City Chief defense. However, I think it's a stouter defense that people give it credit for. I think they're building a lot it around is. the defensive line. There's a, it has a good secondary, very good, very good linebackers. Uh, mm. Once we get our horses back on the defensive line, I think better days are ahead. Browns going two and zero before we lose a bunch of games. Yeah, Jamie, it'll be interesting. You looked nice. up on those Bengals today. Nice. I was glad. I was glad to see you shut up the Bengals fans. The Chief fan, man, they were they were getting loud these last couple of days. So I was I was happy to see you shut them down. Um, let's do let's do one more, and then you know we'll give the maybe the people listening in the live chat one more opportunity to ask any of their potential questions if they would like to. Um, I am going to see if I can find a particularly great question. We've already talked about Eden Hurst. So we'll go mm-hmm. to a general question. How do you manage your early season uh, free agent auction budget? And how much do you conserve for the second half of the season? It's all dependent on my record. It's, you know, the, the comfier I am, the less I spend. If I'm 1-0, I'm spending less than I am when I'm 0-1. Now, obviously, when I do lose and I'm you know, trying to make up ground, whether it be from poor performances or injuries or just playing matchups or just making sure that my league mates aren't getting a level up on a particular player, you know, I still want to be practical. So like yourself, I tend not to overspend. Uh, I think you had a, a good bit of advice, you know, target what you think they're worth and then if you think that you really want them then pay a little bit more etc i think that's a good point uh but overall it's it's really just about knowing your league i mean you're gonna know your league best and you're gonna know what players and what owners are gonna spend stupid amounts try to get them to spend those stupid amounts early you definitely want to get the people that you know are gonna spend 44 dollars on a player when you have a hundred dollar fob if you're gonna, if you know that they're gonna be out there in your league and they're gonna be active, then get them to spend that money, and then you can prowl the streets late, later in the season. the The leagues that I've won when I've when I've brought home championships and made money, it's always been because I've had a nice war chest in the last three to four weeks. But that's also because in those leagues I was getting off to a good start. I wasn't losing week one, two, or three, etc. You know, it comes down to, to like you think you can find Alvin Kamara. You know, can you find that like just game winning player, you know, and a lot of the time is this, you know, if it's a second string running back, who's purely getting this opportunity because he's just the next guy up, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. That's not a guy I want to go spend, you know, 30, 40, 50% of my fab budget on just because he has that role. Now, you know, if there is a young ascending player who has a great game, that is maybe when you potentially get aggressive with your fab budget. That's a, maybe somebody breaking out, become emerging as a star in this league, or at least, you know, for a stretch of time. So, you know, that's somebody who I'd be, but yes, I, I think it's important to save your waiver wire, at least a portion of it for those playoff matchups. There's going to be the running back position just gets so rough the, during those mm-hmm. fantasy weeks. A lot of the time, the fantasy championship game is not, you know, it, there isn't a bunch of star-studded running backs. It is whoever's alive at the end of the year, second, third, second, third-string players who happen just to be starting that week. You know, I've been—I was trying to think of just the most random names. I gosh, over the years, I've just put the craziest players into playoff matchups and won. You know, just random weeks. Rashad was was that crazy Rashad Penny stretch last year or the year before? The year before. The year before, oh my gosh, just mm. Rashad Penny tearing through the fantasy football playoffs. Just yeah, just random things, uh, pretty wild stuff. But uh, we'll we'll uh, end up here with a comment from Jamie. Jamie, uh, Cowboys using Turpin a lot now, but it'll be an overreaction to fantasy players who don't pay attention to game scripts. 
Uh, yes, I am sure. I haven't gotten to analyze at this Cowboys game much at all. I was on a podcast with my buddy Seth Diewald that'll come out in a couple of days, uh, just right before this one. So, uh, hey, I uh, I'll, I'll do your homework for you. The Giants suck. <laughs> That's the my analysis, God, right? This is crazy. I just can't believe. Like, this is a big. This is a cult. Another just like the New York. I, I hate to call you out. The New York Giants and Chicago Bears hype trains this offseason. People, you know, of course, you know, the Vegas didn't think necessarily they were going to be that great, but they were they had their hardcore believers, and it's it's a it's a tough day for you, I imagine. I mean, yeah, for sure. But Fields plays played a lot better than Dan Jones. Dan Jones has like 59 passing yards. It's the fourth quarter. The $40 million man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, come on Oof. now. Like, there's there's a bit of a difference here. I mean, at least the Bears were putting up some points. I, th- I To me, the Bears, it was more about very, very bland play calling. And, it, I don't know, ba- very bad start. And just also really bad defense. So, all those yeah, things combined, is- they're not good. I hit you with one thought. Always hire offensive coordinators as your head coach because you want to be nursing the play of your young quarterback. Defense, mm-hmm. much more. We've seen what great defenses have done against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl these last couple of years. It's more about the quarterback play. But we'll end it with that. Justin, anything you want to shout out? What you and Andrew are doing this week at SGPN? Anything we got coming up? Yeah, we'll have our starter sit show for week two on Thursday. Be sure to jump in the chat for that. Going to be a bunch of good stuff there. Follow us on Spotify at SGPN Fantasy Football. Uh, Tuesday night, I'll be on with uh, Pat Callahan uh, this week in football on his channel uh, over on YouTube with Jacob Sports. You can check that out. Uh, How about yourself? You working on anything? Um, I will be producing a article for SGPN every week based on players due for touchdown progression positive regression whatever the argument is i i haven't got into i'm not a grammar police so whatever you want to call it i will be that you know flex players depending on touchdowns and things like that i i highlighted tyler algier as a player this past week that i thought could be one of those players uh i thought Bijan robinson would be used heavily between the 20s because of his ability to catch passes and then tyler algier would be vulturing those touchdowns so i'll be looking for more plays like that over player profiler, I'll also be talking about the biggest um, storylines of the week every single week in an article producing multiple shows over there. Check out uh, Player Profiler today, The Big Tilt and The Juice on Fridays over there. And, of course, I host the Cocktail Hour Fantasy Football Podcast for the Faceoff Sports Network. Anthony, Aaron Schill, those guys are fantastic. So check, definitely check them out, too. With that, thanks for joining us, everybody. Jamie, everybody in the live chat, John Reed making fun of my internet once again. I get it, John. This is the last time tough, I have my. I, I got it. You see this? I got it in the mail today. I just didn't have time with me working. I have it. I'm connecting up to the internet last time. This is it. What is that? Hey, we Starlink password. Your Starlink. We had Starlink a strong end a half hour there. Okay, we went through like 30, 35 minutes without any internet yeah. issues. Okay, after so you unplugged your router internet. and plugged it back in. Uh, yeah, I did do that. So uh, <laughs> this is this is it. Oh, this is that's, it. That's fantastic. That's, Enjoy. That's fantastic. Last time, y'all are gonna laugh at me. Internet issues are over. I'll be hooked up next time. So with that, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all.